Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and I'm here with Comic Rachel Rosenthal. Rachel Rosenthal, how the hell are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm uh, doing good. So, good. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm doing fine. I track you everywhere. You are Ray Rose Show on Instagram, on Twitter. You are also Ray Rose Show, and that's R A E R O Show. But then you're also, I guess, you're the RayRoseShow.com. Yeah, I like to keep it consistent, Brian. Yes, yes. You and you do it. You got to do it. And you were the big time improv teacher, uh, just just kicking ass in all the big improv troops. Like you're you're in North Coast with Douglas Wydick, a former guest, and I think that's one of the longer running shows ever. But you also do a touring one, which is another long running improv troupe. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm on a group uh, called Big Bang that um, came out of Improv Boston. The group itself's probably been performing together. I've been performing with most of those people since 2007, 2008. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> decade, decade, over a decade. Oh, my Lord. And so kind of uh, what does that entail? Do you guys go around to different cities? Yeah, it's really like a festival circuit show at this point. Like we all used to live in Boston and uh, perform weekly uh, at Improv Boston for the most part. Um, but then as lives kind of moved to other cities and stuff um, and countries, uh, we kind of just kept it going. And um, the, the cast grew a little bit as well. So we do just a ton of festivals and a lot of international festivals uh, as well. And so, like, if you have a, me- I guess, so if you have a member who's now in Chicago or something, will that person try to hook you up with the Chicago Improv Festival, and then you guys will all travel to Chicago, etc.? Um, or are you going to Chicago no. regardless? <laughs> yeah, we're sort of going to Chicago. Well. So the we have a, a very like well established director, Will Loera, and he's um, he's just very very well known. I think he's actually an artistic associate for the Chicago Improv Festival, as an example. Cool. Uh, but so like I think generally he, he might reach out to festivals, but a lot of times they'll reach out to him just because he's so <laughs> known at this point. Nice. Uh, he's been doing improv for you know thirty years or whatever, yeah. uh, and so um, and then he'll obviously reach out to the rest of us and see who's interested, who's available, who's in the area, and stuff like that. And so you've been doing it for so long that right now they're even paying you to teach it to business people. And I think that's fucking cool because I want to know, and I think Chris Griggs said something like, you know, learning improv is is just a healthy thing to do because you're listening to each other and you're trying to make each other look good. Like what can business people get out of a Rachel Rosenthal lesson? Oh my gosh, it'll just make your day. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it'll it's be fun true. at the very least if people are doing <laughs> it correctly. Like if people are being like, oh, that was stupid what you just said, partner, <laughs> you know, scene partner of mine, that would be awful. But you're kind of cutting in and teaching them that you need to let everybody shine. Um, yeah, I mean, like at its core, improv is about support. That's the whole difference. I think between like if you have a stand up versus an improv team, a stand up is by themselves and the pressure is a little bit more on one individual, whereas uh, improv is really a group sport. And so you just take the idea of collaboration and, you, you know, supporting each other and it can be applied to so many different things. So I specifically teach to businesses and I teach like, yeah, uh, like Greg said, you know, listening, um, support, collaboration, 
creative creativity, leadership skills, uh, like innovation. There's just so much that you can get out of improv once you just kind of like extract it. And yeah. Yeah. And at the very least, like even if they don't take these lessons and apply them to business in the future, at the very least, they're having a fun ice ice breaking bonding experience like a corporate retreat would be. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because I'd say like in pre-COVID times, I don't know if you remember 2019, but um, like pre-COVID times, I'd say, you know, clients would really be asking me like, what's my return on investment? Like what, you know, how can you directly apply what you're doing to our business objectives? And we would make that work. But because of uh, the current times we're in, I think that now companies want a little bit more of what you're describing, which is like, we need some levity. We need to laugh. (laughs) Like we just need to connect because we're all really isolated, you know? Yes. Well, that's cool. It's like back in the day you were trying to justify your existence by like, okay, they can take these lessons and they can apply them to a group setting. And, you know, a technical salesman and a normal salesman will work together better in the future. That's so funny. And you you could do a bit on that. It's like fucking business people. It's like, is that all you care about? Return on investment? I guess that's the definition of a business. But then you (laughs) and I guess your husband is also a big time comic improviser and you guys are, are starting a podcast. Yeah, my husband, uh, Sam DeRost, he is a fantastic improviser, um, but he also comes from the musical theater side uh, as well. He's like in a musical theater company uh, that he co-founded where they write all original musicals. So one of the funny things about our relationship, uh, I guess you could call it funny now, is that we have a 12-year age difference. <laughs> wow. And, and who is older, can we say? I am. I'm older. Yes. Good job, yeah. Rachel. Thank you. Do what Good you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> so our team is called Ray Roast, which is hard to spell, but it's a combination of our names. Um, and we just started to talk about how there's this like icky decade or so of years to talk about because it would be like, Oh yeah, I was like, I was like in, you know, I was like, had a 401k at that point, like, and I was out of college and Sam was like, oh yeah, I was in elementary school, you know? And so we kind of, um, we've been exploring, we used to, we did a live show at the pit in New York, um, a couple times it was called the generation gap where we would explore our age difference through pop culture references. So like I'd present, you know, 90s hip-hop like another bad creation and boys to men and whatever and he would present like pop punk from like the early 2000s and we'd like explore the difference in our like generations through that pop culture so that's like how would you do that there like i mean i guess because he does music are you guys actually playing the music on stage are you singing it is it is it even improv or is it kind of like a a two-person show it's yeah it's less improv it's more like storytelling working off each other uh when we did the live show we had like visuals uh we would do interactive games with the audience um we would play clips and show videos and stuff like that for the podcast we're working on now which by the way will be renamed from the generation gap to something else because someone else already has it okay um, unfortunately. <laughs> it won't be called won't, won't it be called ray, won't, won't it be called ray roast uh, I think we need something that is a little bit more generic, like a little bit more like people won't be like, is that a rash that I could get? You yeah. know, easier to um, spell. There's about four, four vowels. <laughs> only two of them are expected. <laughs> um, but the live, but the podcast is, um, going to be a little bit more 
Um, we interview each other. We introduce the topic, um, interview each other. So, for example, Lord of the Rings is something that is very true and dear to my husband. And I really know very little about it. Yes, um, me so too. So you'd interview him? So he interviews me to start and asks me to, like, name characters. And, <laughs> I know, and it's very funny. Because Thank I you. Know. That is so much funnier than you interviewing him first. You guys, you guys are geniuses. Wow. Well, you know. That's great. I love that because I'd be like... I don't know, there's the guy with the ears. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, well, the- yeah. Like I don't even know his fucking name was, and I'd say Dobby, but it's not Dobby. It's that one guy <laughs> who Dobby was ripped off of, like the guy with the rings. What was his name? Yeah, it's like Frodo. Well, Frodo's the ear guy, but who's the goblin-looking dude? Oh God, see, you're asking. I don't even know that. Asking the wrong person. Yeah. Yes, but this is how it would be. That's so funny. You'd so, be like, yeah. is that the Frodo guy, the Goblin? It's like, no, I think that was the guy with the ears. <laughs> well, it's like the and, main character I refer to as Mikey from the Goonies, but obviously yes. that's not, you know. So anyway, we explore it from that angle, and then also the idea of, and then I'll watch it, and then you know, um, talk to him about it as well. Now that I have the knowledge, but. That's cool. Also, it's like about our generation gap. So it's like kind of like what what this pop culture, like what kind of influence it had on us as human beings, too, and yeah. forming the people that we are today. So it's super fun and it's fun to get to work together. And it's something we've been working on forever. And finally, thank you, quarantine. Yes. Uh, it's like actually <laughs> happening. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Sometimes it can actually, <laughs> I think there's a couple of other comedy duos who have finally during the quarantine come together and started producing content. So, um, mm-hmm. so I like the fact that this is allowing you to do so the pandemic, of course, it's awful. But you know, if it can lead to moments like who's that guy with the fucking ears? And, mm-hmm. and I guess like, are you asking questions like, why did you like this? And then, and then <laughs> what would be the, the thing that he would have to interview you about and be like, or no, you would interview him because you are so knowledgeable, you would interview right. him like what What's an example on the other side? Yeah, so like on the other side, I, it'd be fun. We like to put similar items next to each other if we can. So like, okay. if he's talking about the Amanda Show or whatever that is called, I don't know okay. from the early two yeah. thousands because I'm too old. Oh, I would talk about Kids Incorporated, which is something from my childhood. Um, okay. Or like, I'm really into the Goonies, for example. There you go. Yeah, uh, I was about to say, let's talk about the Goonies, man. This yeah. is awesome. I can't yeah, talk about, yeah, Floor of the Rings, but Goonies I could talk about for hours. <laughs> totally. Goonies. We did, um, and I think our first or second live show, we did Goonies and Sandlot. And actually, I they're not that far apart, but Sandlot was the Goonies for him, and Goonies was my, like, movie growing up. Yes. And we kind of, um, yeah. and the, But they have, you know, a similar, very similar kind of feel of, like, young friends and yeah, like the, like the stand. Like, what, what's the one with uh, "Stand by Me" with the Stephen King? And it was uh, yeah, the guy, that. the guy who died, River Phoenix, the guy who died. Yeah, that movie. That movie is so sad, though. Like, if that's like your child, right? Like, isn't yeah. "Stand by Me" so sad? Oh sure, I won't watch it again. Shit. <laughs> I don't know. And yeah. so, were you a Corey Feldman fan or no? Or are you a Corey Haim person? Oh, uh, God. the Corey Feldman for Goonies, of course. Right. Yeah, I guess so. If I had to choose a Corey. Yeah, if you have to choose a Corey, but you can't have both. I mean, do I have to choose one? Or yeah, so who who is besides Haim and Feldman? Were you a fan of? Were you Macho? And have you have you kept track of? And I guess I don't know exactly how old you are, but if it was Ralph Macho, have you seen the Cobra Kai recent series of like a Karate Kid uh, yeah. up- update? 
Oh my God. Actually, now that you say that, by the way, I made a note to myself that we have to put Karate Kid on the list because um, my husband's never seen it. Um, oh my Lord. I know. I know. Um, I actually haven't. Wa- I just found out about the Cobra Kai thing. Uh, I've watched like literally five minutes. I need to make some time to watch it because I do. I'm a huge Karate Kid fan. I love Ralph Macchio. I loved, obviously, my cousin Vinny. He was in as well. Um it's 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 classic. What, what more do you need out of a movie? Yeah, like, just besides I, I just, like more female parts and like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth Shue is not in the remake or whatever, but it's, um, you know, Johnny was such a great bad guy in that Karate Kid, and his reprise in this this recent series is fucking solid. You almost like him more because it it almost does it through the lens of Johnny, and you're like, I like Johnny back in the day, even though he was slightly evil. Yeah. Um, he's not even the, the most evil one in this remake. You know, they have that uh. You know the guy who actually ran Cobra Kai back in the day, that old guy who's about eighty years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, so he at first he was like, oh, he's dead, and you're like, okay, he's dead. Maybe he's dead in real life. That sucks. And then at the fucking end of the first season, maybe he fucking makes an appearance. You're like, holy shit, he was not dead. He's back, and he's the evil one in the fucking. Thing. Wow, that but, is so funny. I wonder, has Johnny done anything else since, like, or? Or is this just bookending his career? I think this is bookending. Like, I think maybe between the two, maybe 10 years ago, he had something. He was in a music video called Sweep the Leg Johnny. No. <laughs> it was like a pop punk song or whatever called Sweep the Leg Johnny. And he was the person who started in the music video. It was a great song. And in the video, I think even Ralph Macchio made a, a, a cameo. But it's so believable that they would each kind of take this path in life. So it's amazing. So, so is it always that way? So, like, is your, you know, and the Goonies thing, Mm-hmm. Would your first question to be to him be like, okay, who do you think mm-hmm. is in, or no, like I guess the Karate Kid. So like, I, he, yeah, he doesn't see. So you're gonna ask your husband, okay, who do you think was in the Karate Kid? What characters? And he'll be like, oh, there's <laughs> an Asian guy, and he's like a super karate teacher. Is that what he would answer? Is it, the question my, always like, what do you know about the the thing? My first question to him would be, what is your relationship to the Karate Kid? Okay. Uh, you know, and see if he's like, oh, I have no relationship to it or like more likely he has brothers that are my age. So he'd probably say like, I know my brothers like that movie, but I never saw it. I know that. Yeah. And then explore. OK, I'd say, all right, how many characters <laughs> can you name? Like, what uh-huh. do you what do you think the movie is about? Because, um, for example, like we actually didn't do this on the podcast, but um, but we probably will is when we were first dating, um, I made him watch Dirty Dancing that he had never seen. And oh. he thought Dirty Dancing was like... Porn? <laughs> well, obviously. No. He thought Dirty Dancing was like a she's all that kind of movie. Like a oh. like a night... Like a... I don't know. It's dancing. Like it sounds like it's like about a high school where like a bunch of kids have to learn to dance, you yeah, know, like step up or something like one of those yes. cursed and dance movies or something. Yes, exactly. But um, when he watched it, he was like, wait, this takes place in like the 60s or 70s. Like, <laughs> no, the is- 80s dipshit. Come on. <laughs> no, no, it, it doesn't take place. It was made in the 80s, but it doesn't take place in the 80s. It's like, really? I'm yeah, a dipshit. Like- so it took place in the 50s, 60s, probably. Let me see. I'm like literally Googling it because, I, yeah, because it came out in the 87, but all the mo- all the soundtrack is all like, um, if you remember, it's like, it's like 50s, 60s, like uh, swinging and. Um, oh, they, yeah, they probably needed it for that. They're like, I actually, we actually need this music to be contemporary. Let's choose a different decade. 
Yeah, and oh yeah, it's about, it's set in 1963, and the and the main thing is like the character is based on like she's like a feminist, and she's like, you know, she's really into like what's happening uh, uh, in the world and politics uh-huh. and stuff, uh, and that's like, and she's like, you got to stand up for yourself, and like that's kind of her character. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I think we forget that over the years, and we're like, oh, it's just about these two people dancing. But then that's when you cool. watch, you know. So it's also about memory and things like that. But that is so fucking cool. And then will every episode be like that? Will it always relate to a movie? Or is it going to be like, okay, what's your experience with Belle Biv DeVoe? And and also, I guess the question is, regardless, once you watch it the first time, what are those conversations like? Is he like, oh, yeah, because I saw it. It seemed a little dated with the references. Nobody put the baby in a corner. That's cool. I could see how you'd like it because Patrick Swayze was in shape and he danced real good. Like, (laughs) what is that second conversation like? And is it always about a movie? Um, it's definitely not always about a movie. We analyze um, music, um, other anything from pop culture. It could be like, for example, what's your relationship to O.J. Simpson as a human oh, being, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, like, oh, I know him as an athlete or the murderer or the Naked Gun movies, right? Yeah. Um, or it could be like what um, Cabbage Patch Kids versus Beanie Babies, right? Uh-huh. Like there's so many things that our childhood kind of have such differences. Um, and then there's also, I think like from how we talk about it, like Sam specifically is really good at analyzing art because he's like a writer and he's really good at genre and like all this stuff. So I think that both of us, neither one of us is a too cool for school kind of artist. Like we're like, oh, I can appreciate this for what it is. Yeah. Kind of people and, and also and also identify what it is and be like, OK, well, I could see Cabbage Patch was this for you. And, be, yeah. and, and in the same way, maybe Beanie Babies was was that thing for me or my sister or something like that. And I guess it raises my final question, which is <laughs> who is the audience for this? Because I think that there's probably people of a certain age who can straddle both. Like, I guess, you know, although I saw things like Karate Kid, I can also appreciate things that he's seen recently because I've been alive recently as well. Like is, you know, be, because you guys are different ages. Mm-hmm. it's almost like you need somebody who's who's your age since you're older to appreciate both like if i were his age i guess i almost wouldn't appreciate your stuff unless i went back and watched it which i guess yours gives me an entree into it's like oh you guys are talking about all this about dirty dancing and then th- he's almost translating it for me he's almost like hey listener <laughs> dirty dancing to me is actually this this mm-hmm. movie is not Step Up. It's actually this very meaningful, sad, melodramatic movie. And they're right. like, oh, shit. Thank you so much, Sam. Let me now watch Dirty Dancing with that in mind. Yeah, I think um, the audience um, is a really interesting question because what we've realized is that when we were doing the live show, I think that we were really focused on that idea of like, okay, well, we got to target people who like 90s and 2000s pop culture or like, um, you know, a certain age group, et cetera. But with a podcast, I think it's just a completely different audience. Because the thing is, our show isn't about dirty dancing, our, right. necessarily. Our show isn't about the karate kid. Our show is about a relationship between two people with a generation gap and yeah. how they view pop culture, right? Because there's this other part of it, too. Uh, there's a section of the show that we do, I don't know if we'll rename it, but it's called the hat of time where we pull an event out of the hat and we each discuss like where we were at that time. (laughs) It's kind of the icky part. So for example, September 11th uh, is an example, right? Where it's like, I was 
I had just graduated from college and I was like looking for jobs uh, in a bad economy. And Sam's like, I was in fifth grade, you know? (laughs) Um, And so like, there's that aspect as well, where it's not just about pop culture. It's about how two people can kind of, you know, overcome or whatever this gap yeah. Uh, and, and, and our knowledge of these things that we love or these references that we have can bring two people closer together. I mean, as silly as it sounds like, I think again, cause Sam is a writer. I do think there's like an arc to it. You know, we were this way. And by the end of the episode, you know, we understand each other better. So yes, I, think it's I like, love I, Yeah. I love that yeah. as an analog. You're like, like, yeah, yeah, Rachel, I see you crying on September 2011, but guess what? Like, I was five, and then you're like, well, let's do the analog for you. This is like, you know, the pandemic now, and he's like, oh, cool. Like, now I know why you're crying, and maybe I'll be a little bit more respectful. Like, I love that, but also the role of art. Like, if you're like, dude, you can't get behind, you know, a good-looking, uh, fit Patrick Swayze dancing and lifting a girl up. If you don't know how, like a, a girl could get off on that back when she was X years old, like right. you don't know what's what. It's it's like the same thing that he got into. Like, what do you think the analog would be? Final question for <laughs> Dirty Dancing. What would be his Dirty Dancing? Like, it would have oh to have gosh. a pretty girl in it who does something that got boys enjoy. You know, you like right. Patrick Swayze because he danced real good, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and he liked this person because she blinked real good. <laughs> Right. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if I want to know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, is it like just Britney Spears as a human being? There you go. Is, is it yes. the movie like Coyote Ugly? You know? know, but I think it's the Britney Spears Hit Me Baby One More Time video. Right. Because first of all, she's good looking. She's fit. She has her belly out and she's she's in a schoolgirl outfit, which everybody and you know, everybody's our age seems to dig. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, Brittany. Once you mentioned Brittany, I was like, nah, that's it. I've never seen Coyote yeah. Ugly, but I have seen that fucking video. So Rachel <laughs> Rosenthal, we're gonna keep we're gonna we're just gonna track you everywhere. Ray Rose Show and you know, of course, North Coast with Douglas Wydick and all the other fucking longtime improv people. Like you guys are just gonna do North Coast, but also you do your what's it, big big bag and big bag big bang improv. And when is that going to make its next festival appearance? I suppose it can because it's outdoors. Festivals can be outdoors, so you probably can make another festival appearance, right? That's true. I mean, who knows these days? To be honest, normally I'd be like, I don't know when our next show is. But strangely, we actually are doing um, a show next Friday virtually um, for the Compass Improv Festival, which is, where is it? Um, Louisiana? I can't remember. Um, uh, St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. Um, but we're doing a virtual performance uh, next Friday, the 25th of September. See, this, this is so good for us because we couldn't see that before if we were not in Louisiana, but now we can. It's like yeah. the, the pandemic forced you to put your art online so we can appreciate that. And when can we look out for the newly named Ray Roast or whatever it's going to be called? Mm-hmm. The podcast, podcast. when you're a husband, yeah. Yeah, uh, like soon, in the next few months, um, we've been working on it uh, literally this week. Um, and, uh, we're kind of doing some test episodes and whatnot. Um, and then we'll kind of figure out our release dates. So keep an eye on my website, Ray Roast Show, but also, um, Ray Roast Comedy, R-A-E-R-O-E-S-T Comedy on Facebook. And, um, yeah. And that's what we're going to find out. And it's so funny because you're like, well, we've been working on it for a week. It's like, no, as you said before, you and your <laughs> husband have been working on that for years. For years. Probably yeah, since he was 18 because he's so <laughs> fucking young. 
You got it. Yes, <laughs> Rachel. Live shows like two years ago. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're just kicking ass in improv and at life. Rachel Rosenthal, thank you so much. Thanks for having me.